It is time for us on this Monday morning to check in with Vaughn Palmer. Good morning, Vaughn. Good morning, Simi. By the way, I finished the wager on the weekend, that book that we were talking about. So good. I can't wait for the movie. <laughs> his, la- his last book is out in a movie this fall. Martin Scorsese directed Killers of the Flower Moon. Uh, David Grant, he writes a great narrative, and that one is an incredible yarn. Hard to believe, really, when you read it, but it actually happened. Well, it's hard to believe that he can make um, a mutiny on a ship in the British Royal Navy in 1741 so incredibly fascinating that you can't yeah. put the book down, which is what happened. Yeah, no, no, it really is. Uh, incredible what some people can survive (laughs) and there you've got two groups of people who uh, survived admittedly with a very different story but I won't spoil any more than that except to say folks you're looking for a good summer read on something that actually happened check out the wager oh such a good book okay uh, let's talk about what's going on here in summertime and and opinion polls I guess you know when there's no election what do opinion polls really mean but this one is pretty interesting it is interesting, and I think it also provides a, a fascinating scorecard on, uh, well, the anniversary this week of the NDP taking power in British Columbia under John Horgan six years ago. I think it would be fair to say that if you went back six years ago, even some new Democrats didn't expect their government was going to survive this long. It was it was clinging just by its fingernails to the edge. The Liberals had actually won the most votes and the most seats, but fell short of a majority by <clears throat> 200 votes in one riding. Folks, if you think your vote doesn't count, remember that. Uh, but the New Democrats take power, John Horgan, with a partnership with the Greens. And here we are, another NDP Premier, David Eby. Uh, And I wouldn't say clinging to power. The latest opinion polls show that if an election were called today, and E.B. says it isn't being called today, but if an election were called today, the New Democrats would cruise back into power with a good big majority. Uh, The public is still happy with them as a re-election prospect. But, Simi, there is something very strange in the polling. And we've seen it again and again. The public is not happy with the government's performance on the key issues. And it really is fascinating to see this disconnect between performance on the key issues and re-election prospects. So I gave you the polling number, parties, you know. In one poll, the New Democrats are well ahead of BC United, in both of them, they're well ahead of BC United. But if you ask people what the big issues are, and uh, Angus Reid did do that, uh, so they think uh, the public says, you know, really big issue, uh, cost of living. Uh, 15% approval of the government's performance on dealing with the cost of living. Another big issue, Healthcare, access to healthcare, 22% approval. Third issue, housing affordability, 11% of British Columbians think that the New Democrats are doing a good job on that issue. So, Simi, this is one very forgiving BC public. And as somebody who's covered this for almost 40 years, uh, I've never seen the public in quite this same mood. We think you're doing a rotten job on the big issues, but we'd still vote for you if the election were called tomorrow. Okay, what does that say about what these polls are saying about the opposition? Well, yeah, I think there's two things. One, I think, you know, to be fair to the government, I think the public recognizes that 
these issues that are preoccupying us are complicated and don't lend themselves to easy solutions. I mean, David Eby can't do anything about the Bank of Canada raising interest rates. Housing affordability, there's a huge supply issue. Can't fix it overnight without a lot of, a lot of help from municipalities. Uh, healthcare waiting lists. Well, you can't just go out and create a whole bunch of doctors and nurses out of thin air, although that's what we need to do. So I think that's part of it, a recognition, fair-mindedness that these problems are gonna take time to, to solve. I think the other thing is that for all of the public's disappointment with what's happened so far on these issues after six years, People still don't look at the alternatives, whether it's the Greens or BC United or even the BC Conservatives and say, well, clearly we've got an alternative here that could do a better job. I mean, I think the opposition parties have collectively failed to connect and you see it in the way the vote is split up among them. So BC United, new brand, is way behind, but in second place in one poll, the Conservatives are in third place. 16% of the vote, they pulled that ahead of the Greens, and then the Greens are there. So a part of the government's good fortune is that its opposition is divided, and when the opposition is divided in that way and the government's ahead, well, that's a recipe for re-election. So it's like what the public is saying is, we're not entirely happy with the things you're doing, but we get that you're trying to do the right thing. Yep, that's right. I think they're give, being given the benefit of the doubt. And as I said, I mean, you, we, we've, we've covered repeatedly, uh, you know, some people grumble about the lack of media coverage, but we've covered all the public safety downtown, waiting lists in the hospitals. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, housing prices, we cover it, right? And we also, because in the mind, interest of fairness, you go to the government, what are you going to do about it? And they lay out their plans and they say, here's what we're going to do. And we can report that they haven't made much progress yet. I think the public gets that. But you still have a public that's looking for solutions, and they don't see the opposition parties as having the solutions either. Okay, so definitely that's one that I guess the government could feel good about, but we know what happens too when people rely, when parties kind of take the polls for granted. Yes, we do. I mean, I've been going back over my coverage of the 2013 election, and if for the listener who hasn't done that recently, you will find that I was really sure, because the NDP were ahead in the polls, that Adrian Dix Vaughan. was going to be elected. <laughs> yeah, okay, but you know, if you're going to do me a culpa, don't try to blame anybody else. I look at my own stuff. And uh, Adrian Dix was ahead in every single opinion poll right up to the day right. the votes were cast. So things can change. And, and so things can change. And the other thing about that 2013 thing that's important, given the way the Conservatives are surging, is the Conservatives were doing really well in 2013 under John Cummins. Remember him. They failed at the finish line. They went nowhere. 4% of the vote. That's right. The BC public with encouragement from federal conservatives like Stephen Harper, who was the prime minister then, went with BC liberals as the alternative to the NDP. So, huh. yes, election day, October the 19th, 2024, according to David Eby, uh, is still 14 months away or thereabouts, and opinion polls can change overnight. Just ask Adrian Dick. All right, we're back with Vaughn Palmer there because we still have to talk about this whole Surrey policing thing. Yes, the story that just keeps going on and on, but it's sounding very much like what's coming down this week will be definitive. Vaughn. 
Yeah, you know, Simi, it's, uh, it has gone on a long time, and we've been told, Simi, to expect uh, Mike Farnworth, Public Safety Minister, to make an announcement Wednesday morning here in Victoria, tech briefing ahead of time, and then uh, Farnworth announcing a decision on whether or not the provincial government is prepared to approve uh, Surrey's plan to go back to the RCMP. And doubts have been growing that... That will happen. The feeling is that the, the New Democrats are not going to approve going back to the RCMP, partly because of growing doubts about the future of the RCMP as a provider of local, community, city, and provincial policing services in Canada. And this, this blew up last week at the Premier's conference where the Premiers of the country called on Ottawa, tell us what the future of the RCMP is in this country because we aren't sure you're committed to it. So that was, uh, and the premier came out, David Eby, and you know Eby, Eby doesn't uh, speak uh, outside, uh, you know, doesn't improvise. He's a he's a pretty methodical, careful guy, and he said, you know, uh, he has doubts that the RCMP is sustainable in Surrey. So that's it now. Anybody wondering about the latest on this debate, check out the front page of the Toronto Star today. So the Toronto Star's bureau chief in Ottawa, uh, Tonda McCharles, quoting sources inside the federal government, says, yes, there is a very active discussion going on inside the federal government and the national leader of the RCMP and the office of Prime Minister Justin Trudeau about the future of the RCMP. Simi, a growing consensus that the future of the RCMP in this country is more like a national police force like the FBI in the United States and getting out of the business of providing provincial policing, policing at the local level. Uh, the timing of that piece, I think, is very apt to what we're going to be hearing on Wednesday. If the provincial government has its doubts about the future of the RCMP in the country, and I think they do, because so does the federal government, why would you approve Surrey's plan to go back to the RCMP as provider of policing services in Surrey? You and I touched on this last week. It's about using the bigger picture that perhaps the federal government will kind of help out on this one by saying, yeah. yes, it's true. But what I don't understand about this one is that the local Surrey RCMP have clearly been, you know, cooperating with Surrey Mayor Brenda Locke, trying very hard to keep the Surrey RCMP here. There seems to be a disconnect between the local RCMP and what the federal RCMP is working on. I think that's a fair comment. Now, uh, the the Star story notes that um, you know the Fed, the previous, the the federal government considered this before. It, this was kind of active discussion at the national government going back 10 years or so. And the, the Liberals, federal, under a different public safety justice minister, pulled back uh, because of pushback from the provinces. There was a feeling at the provincial level like, you know, we don't really want to do this. Uh, and so they pulled back. Uh, it now looks like it's been reactivated in the wake of a, of a major change, which is that awful case in Nova Scotia. And the federal government, in the wake of the Nova Scotia 
And the findings of the review of what went wrong down there said, we think it's time to sit down with the provinces and talk about the future of the RCMP. And the provinces apparently have been sending in their proposals. So in the long run, uh, if this act discussion continues in the same active direction, what you're probably looking at is what was hinted at last week at the Premier's conference, that the provinces that don't have their own provincial police force, at least the big ones, uh, so Ontario and Quebec already have them, the provinces that don't have their own British Columbia, Alberta, Manitoba, probably Saskatchewan, are going to be thinking of setting up their own provincial police forces. And they need to get going on that. Yeah. I mean, Daniel Smith of Alberta pointed that out. You can't just do it overnight. BC has a proposal for that, too. So that's the, the first thing. Um, but the, the, the timeline, there is a bit of room here. RCMP contracts with the provinces are up in... 2032. So you have a few years to get ready for this. But uh, as I said, I think that Toronto Star article today, uh, their sources are very good in the federal government, even though they haven't named them, Yes, are saying, hey, this is the direction, the direction of thought at the federal level. Again, I mean, the BC government's aware of all this stuff, right? They've, they've probably yeah. engaged in the back rooms on these discussions. So Again, why would they go back to the RCMP in Surrey when the force exactly. may not even have a future? Exactly. As a local police force. Exactly what I was thinking. Okay, thank you, Vaughn. Bye bye, Simi.